You're listening to a podcast by Real Church and Pastor Noah Fritchie in Murfreesboro, Illinois. I want to thank you for joining us today, and I hope this message inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy, and God bless. Well, it is so good to see you this morning. Happy birthday, church. Happy birthday. You excited to be here? Oh, man, it's a good weekend. I think you picked the best weekend of the year to be here, quite honestly, um, because it is not only are we celebrating all that God has done in the past two years, but we're celebrating what he's going to do, too. We've got some vision. I've got some big vision items to give you today that I am very, very excited about. And so not only do we get to celebrate really what he's done, but we get to look forward to what he is going to do. And so that's what today is all about. We've got uh, some special people in the house. Mackenzie's here in this service today. Happy to see you, Mackenzie. Uh, Mackenzie just started his courses down in Nashville to be a filmmaker, and he's excited about uh, getting into that. And so it's good to it's good to have you. Thanks for coming home for such a special weekend. So um, I love this. Hey, uh, Mackenzie was a part of our core team. He was the last, I believe, the last member to join our core team. We had, if you don't know how Real Church started, we had a group of about fifteen to twenty people um, that got together. And we all had the same vision. We saw a church that was different than what, what was in our community. And so our goal wasn't just to, to go out and start a, a church to be in competition with everyone else. That's not the goal at all. We're, we're partnering with everyone else, actually. But um, the goal was to just create something different, a, a different atmosphere um, that, that really Murfreesboro and this area has never experienced before. And I hope that's probably why you're here and you probably feel that, that we're, that's, this is the vision of the church that we saw two years ago. And it's pretty incredible how it all came together. I mean, other than having like zero experience and no money and like <laughs> no venue, no lot. Like, we, we had about 15 people and we did it, everybody. So uh, we, uh, it, it was, uh, it, it's fun and uh, it, it, it keeps on getting better. You know, it, 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 uh, it definitely Sundays like this to uh, just take a step back and uh, really see what God has done. Two years doesn't seem all that long ago, but in the same way, it also seems like forever ago. And, uh, but it's just, it's incredible what God has done in this church over the past two years. And for all of those of you who have been here, whether you've been here maybe for a week, it might be your first time this Sunday, uh, whatever it is, if you've been here since the beginning, thank you so much for being here and partnering with us. I mean, I just am thrilled that um, I get to live my life and serving you in this way. It's an honor. If I, I don't ever, I don't say it enough. It's an honor to be your pastor. I love what I do. I love you guys. It's a special, special weekend for us. All right. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's it's so special. But so that's a little bit of, of how our how our church started. We had a. Uh, you've probably seen some pictures around. In fact, uh, if you if you go downstairs in the cafe today, we've added a bunch of church history pictures. Uh, uh, and I would encourage you to, to run through some of those. You'll, some of you will probably see your face. Um, I think there's a picture of the gold couch down there, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, the first piece of furniture the, the church bought was this 
old, really gold, ugly couch. And anyway, there's just, there's a lot of fun stuff down there. I encourage you to go take a look and, uh, and just, and if you're interested in the church history, take, take a little bit of look, uh, take a look at that. All right. And so, but anyway, today uh, is not just about looking back and all the great things that God has done, uh, but today is also about moving forward and seeing what God has in store for us for the next year. And I think that this is so important for us. In fact, today, if, if it is your first time, today's message is just going to be a little bit different because I would consider today as a family talk with, with, with our church. It's just, a, it's just a time that I get to show you really what the church is up to, what we're doing, where we're moving towards. And I give you the opportunity to really partner with us and help, help make a bigger difference when you can partner with us. And so today, it's that family talk where we're going to lay out some vision because vision is so important. And I know a lot of people, you're probably like, well, well typically I set, my, I set my goals for the year in January. This is kind of odd. It's October. Well, this is obviously the beginning of the new year uh, for our church. So we typically do this in October. And uh, I just know that vision is important. In fact, the Bible says that without vision, people perish. In fact, the other translation, I love the message translation of that same verse. It says, only be careful and watch yourselves closely. I'm not exactly sure if this is the right uh, note-taking slide. Hold on just a second. (laughs) I think I am... Just a second, guys. These slides didn't get backed up right. All right, here we go. This is the verse that I'm looking for, Proverbs 29, 18. Have some fun with me this morning. We've, I've already been through this once, all right? Uh, <laughs> Should have caught the nine. Uh, if, <laughs> if my people, if people can't see what, they're, what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals... They are the most blessed. And that's where I want you. I think we live in a culture today that is stumbling all over themselves. Why? Because they have no vision. They have no idea where they're going. They don't have, they don't have any clue, any vision for their life. But God says that when you, when you get some of his vision, when you have some vision for your life, you are the most blessed. And that's what I want for you. I want you to be blessed. And blessed not just meaning financially blessed, but blessed meaning uh, it, it's just, it's the word translated is just almost quite literally happy. It's just inside. It's, just, it's, it's really translated. I think the best translation for it is fulfillment. Like your true fulfillment comes from when you have some vision in your life. And here's what I've learned in over the past two years, probably many of you can attest to this uh, if you've been here for quite a while, but I've learned that direction is more important than speed. If you know me, I like going fast <laughs> in a hurry. And I, like, I, like it, I like it done now, but direction is actually more important than speed. Although I love going fast in the wrong direction, you can really get nowhere fast. And so we don't want to do that. And so this is why we do Sundays like this, because we want to make a difference. And in order for us to make a difference collectively, I got to set some vision for you guys. And here's what I know is that vision really creates guardrails. Vision helps us know as a church if something is important or not important. Because as a church, 
We can't do everything, everybody. I don't know if you know that or not, but we can't do everything. Some of you want the church to do everything, but only God can do everything, not this church. Uh, but, but we do have some specific things that God has called us to do, I truly do believe. And this year, God has prompted us with, I believe, some, some big focused initiatives for our church. And when I announce these initiatives, you're probably going to be like, I, 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 I don't know how we're going to get this done. And that's all right, because I'm kind of the same way. I'm kind of, you know, last year I announced several big initiatives, and every single one of those initiatives, I had no idea how we were going to do them. And I, it was just, these, were, these are God initiatives that God has to show up. Can I tell you, every initiative that we talked about last year happened, and God provided. And so this year is the same. It's a big deal. It's a big thing. Uh, we've got some big vision, and God is going to have to show up for all of these things to work. But I believe God has led us in a couple of specific places for over the next year. And the question becomes, well, how, when you, Pastor Noah, when you say the church focuses on it, how, what does that mean? How does the church focus on it? Here's three things that we do in order to put focus on the vision. The first thing that we do, and this involves every one of us, is that when I give these things to you, the first thing I'm asking you to do is pray, pray about them. I want you to partner with us in praying about them. Some of them are big things. Some of them are, are, are smaller things. But however it is, I, I, I just want you to join us and pray about them. The second thing that we do with our vision items is we attach people to them. We'll hire people, we'll find people, we'll develop teams. That's what we do. And then the third thing that we do is we spend money on those items. So these items help us budget uh, over our next year as well, which by the way, I just want to throw this and have this marked on your calendar for you to be thinking about this. All of these items, on December 13th, we're going to do something called the vision offering. Every year we do the, this same offering that is above, above our giving, above our tithes, and all the money goes directly towards the vision that I am about to give you. So I wanted you to mark that date, December 13th, be thinking about it, be preparing for it, and just be thinking about what can you do right now um, to help you prepare for this, uh, for this, for this offering. Uh, and maybe that's just, maybe it's missing your, your morning cup of coffee once a week and putting that $5 back towards it, whatever it is. Um, just be thinking about the things that you can do to help us push this vision forward, all right? You guys want to see the vision items today? You, you want to see them? All right. All right. We got some exciting ones. We've got some uh, small ones. Some of them you might not understand right away, so I'll explain them. Um, but I'm excited about each and every one of these. The first thing that we are working on, we're actually working on this right now, developing this. It's an online real purpose event. You see, I think one of the greatest things for people that come to church is for them to get to know their God-given purpose. And right now, we have one little class that happens one Sunday out of the month, and you've got to be here for it, and you've got to be here after the 11 o'clock, all these different steps to be here for it. And I love that. I love to get to meet new people and all of that, but we're, we're developing actually an online version of this class so that those of you who, I'm directly speaking to those of you watching online, for those of you who want to be a part of the church but maybe can't make it to a service or maybe don't feel comfortable making it to a service yet, you can still be a part of, a church, a part of our church and discover your purpose online. We're going to provide a spiritual gift test on there, all the same stuff, uh, and it's just at your own pace when you want to go through it, when you want to learn more about the church. I think this is going to be a great, great resource for those people who are, are hesitant to get involved, but I think a 
there's going to be a lot of people jump online and go through this. This is literally going to be set up like a virtual classroom experience, kind of like what many of you are going through in high school and college right now, where it's, that's really what this is going to be. But the exciting part about this is not just that you, you get to learn more about the church, is that we're going to develop this into something that we're going to be able to grow your spiritual gifts with. And so there's some of you who maybe you know your spiritual gifts, but you don't know how to use them. This online platform is going to provide some training and some resources for you. So I think immediately about things like uh, available on this, on this platform would be something like small group leadership training and extended small group leadership training. I'm, I'm dreaming like a vocal lessons and all kinds of different stuff on there, like uh, lessons on how to develop your gift and leading worship. Maybe that's just how to lead a classroom downstairs with your kids, or, or maybe it's how to, maybe you, maybe you just want, you, you just want to develop your gift of evangelism or however that is. You want to learn how to evangelize with people and tell people about Jesus. This is going to be a platform that's not just a one-time use only. We're going to keep developing more content to add to there to help those of you who maybe want it on a little bit of a deeper level um, to learn, to learn more about your your spiritual gifts. That's the vision behind that. So I'm really excited about this online real purpose event. Um, it, I, I think this is going to really help us take our next step, especially at the time that we're in. All right. You guys got that. I know that's, that might be a little boring to you, but that's, it's really exciting. It's really exciting to me and to, and to us here at the church. Here's uh, something that I think all of us are going to get very excited about. It's actually long overdue. The real church app, everybody. We are excited about the real. Yes, you could clap for that. Yeah. No longer are, is all of our content going to be in a billion different places. It'll all be, yeah, amen to that. The one app that you click on your phone and you will have all the real church content. Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about things like events will all be listed out. There'll be event signups. There will be all of your small groups and even a map on where you can mark where you are on the map and the closest small group to you. It's very cool. It's a very cool feature. I'm excited about that. It's really going to help our small groups. Um, uh, another one that I'm I'm super excited about this part of the app is this there's this prayer request feature that we're working on. And so say you have a prayer request in real time, you can go on the app and post your prayer request to the app. It'll appear public for the rest of the church to look on there and pray for. And for those of you prayer warriors out there who you want to pray, we have a prayer team that prays over your connect cards. But even for those of you who just Maybe your heart is just burdened to pray for some people at the church. You can go on that app and you can, you can tap. I think it's a little heart or something. You can tap that button and it'll let the people know that you prayed for them today. And so how good is it going to feel that you, maybe you're going through a difficult situation, you're able to post that on the app and someone is praying, you know exactly when someone is praying for you right at that moment. So it's a very, it's a very cool feature. Um, there's also praise reports and different things like that. But instead of all this, like, okay, go to realchurch.info or go on Facebook or go on YouTube or, or go on Instagram. We've got a Twitter too. Like, I don't know who sees that, but I guess there are people who see it. I'm not a big Twitter fan, but whatever, like instead of all these billions of places, it's going to be in one place, everybody, where you can listen to the podcast, watch the message, listen to the worship, all the different stuff. It's all on this one 
place. I am excited for this to get developed. It's going to make my life even easier, everybody. And I hope that it makes your life easier. So that's the Real Church app. That's going to take some time to develop. It's not going to happen right away, um, but it's, it, it should happen within the next year. So I'm very excited about that. Here's another big ticket vision item is just outreach. And really, um, I put outreach on here. You guys know this. Outreach is not something that we do. It's really who we are as a church. Like our, it's in our DNA to, to, to reach more people and to, and to reach our community. But I put it on here because there's a couple of different things that you're going to be giving towards in this vision offering that I want you to know about. And one of the best things that we do with outreach is we're able to partner with other local organizations that are making a big difference in our community. And the great thing about uh, and the great thing about that is that they've already got the resources. We just get to fund them and, and help them help push along, and we can provide some people for that. One of those that we're going to uh, partner with, and you're going to hear more about uh, more of the partnerships that we have. But the one that I want to highlight today is uh, we have a family in our church, Ed and Jennifer O'Donnell, who live right here in Murfreesboro. They have a beautiful home right on Main Street that they have given up the main, the whole main floor of their home, and they are developing it into a soup kitchen to serve the people in need in our community. It's a fantastic thing. They're, they're a part of our church. And what we're going to do is that Ed, uh, Ed and Jennifer, they have literally added on to their house to make it ADA accessible. Like they're, they're all in. They have added on to their house. They've built ADA accessible restrooms. They, but their last step and before it gets started and before they can serve someone is they're working on finishing their commercial kitchen. And so what we want to do this year is we want to partner with them and we want to see that kitchen get done. And uh, it's a big chunk of change for them. And we're, we're hoping to just give them, we probably won't be able to provide the whole thing unless you guys are extremely generous, uh, which I'm believing you're going to be, by the way. Um, but we are at least going to be able to pay for a lot of what they need and what they have left for that commercial kitchen. They have been working on it for years. And can I tell you, their heart is for Murfreesboro and to reach uh, the needy people in our community. And can I tell you that the experience is going to be like no other. Uh, they're going to bring in these people uh, who are in need, and it's going to be better than a restaurant experience, in my opinion. The house is, is more beautiful than most restaurants in this area. Um, it is something done with class and with excellence, and it gets me excited because I think that's what the kingdom of God is about, too, about, about giving our best to the people who are most in need. And so I'm really excited about that. We're going to partner with them. Not only will you hear about that, but they're going to have all kinds of opportunities for you to be able to serve at that place as well. And so we'd love for you to get on board and serve there. And I, my message today is a little bit about serving and how we can make a difference together. And I believe that that is going to be a place where we're going to be able to make a huge difference together. And uh, you're really going to, when you serve somebody else, uh, man, it, something just changes on the inside. So I'm excited about that. I hope that you're excited about it. There's several other outreach opportunities that we get to get, but I'm going to give you those um, kind of as we get closer to the vision offering. So, But that's just one of them that's highlighted. So I, I'm excited about that. Another thing that we're going to do, which finally we are going to wrap up our work because it seems like this has been on here forever. We are going to wrap up our work on this facility, everybody. We're going to tie the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to finish the last 
attached back rooms and all the little odd rooms. In fact, I hope this is happening within the next couple weeks. Uh, we've got a crew to come in. There's just odd rooms in this facility still that we we just we pushed to get in here. You know, we were excited to get in here, so we got in here right away. But we we left some things undone, and so over the next several weeks in this fall, we plan on just buttoning up the rest of this facility, making it an excellent place. Um, one of those things is going to involve the kids' ministry downstairs to make that a better place, better nursery environment. Uh, a nursery with a door <laughs> would be great for us right now uh, and different things like that. So we're going to button up our facility here, uh, make it shine, and then we're, I, hallelujah, well, I think we're going to be done with construction work here, everybody. But I don't think you ever say that about construction work, do you? Like you always are fixing and doing something. But I think we're going to be done this fall. So anyway, I'm excited about that. That's going to be a, a portion of, of, of our vision for the rest of the year here. These last two items are the big ticket items here. Uh, something that I, I'm personally just extremely excited about. Here's the first one. It is, we're going to have some real church worship projects. And many of you are like, huh, that's kind of interesting. What does that mean? Uh, that means we're gonna, uh, we are going to start developing uh, our, really our style of music. And not only that, but um, we're hoping to write some new original music from our church here. There's lots of creative people that are in our congregation that have the gift of just writing music and putting words together. And so we are very excited to, uh, I, we, we hope to create some original music. We hope to have... Um, um, a, a little album put together by the next year so that you can go home and listen to some real church worship at home in your car. I'm very excited about this. Another thing that this is on here for is because, as you know, we've just hired a new worship pastor. Of course, that is a big part of this project, and uh, he's excited to do this. And I hope, which, by the way, this really, this is, this is the vision for this year, but this is already happening. It's actually quite incredible. I don't know if you know this or not, but for the past two years as a church, we have solely relied on tracks to get us through our music. I mean, just like legit, it's basically karaoke tracks is what we use. Um, for the past two years, we've relied on that. In the past two weeks, we have played just live music only with no tracks. I don't know if you've noticed the difference, but there is, there is a huge difference and it, it allows us to give us the opportunity to do things like we did today, like we could have never done Waymaker like we did it. Uh, how Great Is Our God? There's not a good track for How Great Is Our God. You know, it's just a classic song that I remember as a kid. We were able to do that now um, because, quite frankly, we have the personnel and the experience to get that done. So we're very excited about that. That's a big, that's a big vision item for us. Um, so what we hope to do later, hopefully next year as well, is we hope to do some live worship recordings um, and and just have some real church music uh, probably on the app and on Spotify and Apple Music and all this good stuff that you can listen to. So we're very excited about that. I love, love, love worship music. It's a huge part of my life. So I'm excited to see what comes out of this. This is one of those big ticket items that I said, God's going to have to be here. God is going to have to move for this to happen. And so uh, he, he is and he is going to, I truly do believe. And finally, uh, one that I am extremely excited about, and I think you guys are going to be as well, is we're going to do something called Real Jesus Weekend. And Real Jesus Weekend is going to be 
this conference style weekend where we're just going to invite you guys um, to be here. We're going to do a Saturday and a Sunday uh, morning style conference, probably a Saturday morning afternoon session and then a Sunday morning session. But this is just a time, Real Jesus Weekend is going to be a time for those of you who say, man, I really, really want some extended time of worship I, I, you know, I just, I, I want an extended time of prayer. I, 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 I just, I, I long for something deeper. This is what this Real Jesus Weekend is going to be um, all about. In fact, I'm excited for it because I'm thinking about it already, um, just about some of the different elements that we're going to have. I picture, like, I think, I think one of the sessions is probably going to be just like a Q&A session where we get to talk about real life issues and stuff that's going on and that we can have a panel that talks about it and uh, if we're going to to serve you, and really this weekend is going to be set up for you to encounter God like never before. And so that's what we're going to do. It's going to be a special weekend out of the year. Uh, it's specifically targeted towards our small groups, and even more specific, there's a lot of small groups going through freedom groups right now. And so if you're in a freedom group or in a real Jesus small group right now, the goal is, is for you to be here for this weekend so that you can experience freedom and really just have that moment of just the chains breaking off, leaving your past behind. That's what this weekend is going to be all about. So it's it's right at the end of our small group semester. We love for you to join us. Uh, we're, of course, we're going to just, we're going to open it up for everyone to be here too, but we're going to highlight those freedom groups as they're there. And uh, it's just going to be a, it's going to be such a great time because I don't know about you, but I long for that sometimes just to have, just to have the, <laughs> I want to sing more than three songs, you know, like I, I sometimes I want to sing a little bit longer and, and not just have church for an hour. And so for those of you who, uh, who are like, who are a little bit like me, uh, this is going to be a great, great weekend for you to be a part of. And for those of you who say uh, you haven't experienced real freedom in your life or, or there's just, maybe there's just been something that go, that's went on in your life, man, for all of us going through COVID, um, I think it, for all of us can relate to Laura's story about how just COVID can, can just bring you down and really destroy you. Um, I think this is going to be a great weekend in the fall coming up here that we can really leave the past behind and uh, grow in our relationship with Jesus. And so I'm excited about that weekend. I'm excited about all of these projects. I hope that you're excited about them too. Uh, God is going to do some great things in the life of our church over the next year. You guys good with all of these? All right, all right, well, good. I'm, I'm excited about these. Just so you guys know, also to give you a little bit more vision of where we're going as a church over the next, uh, through the end of the year, I want to tell you about a few more things. They're not vision items, but they're just events that's coming up. One of the things is that next weekend, we're starting a series called Old School, where we're looking, it's really a character study of all the Old Testament, or not all the Old Testament characters in the Bible, but we're picking a, an Old Testament character each week in the Bible to study. And uh, I believe actually next weekend we're talking about David and we're going to do a little character study on David. And so for those of you who like to, to think deep like that and like to just like really get into the word, I'd encourage you, this is going to be a great series for you. Even those who just are, maybe you're just curious about, like, I don't even know about David in the Old Testament. It's, it's going to be a great message. I pray it's going to continue to speak to you. But yeah, that's, that's old school. It's coming up. We're going to do that for the next several weeks. We're going to talk about people like, 
Noah, everybody. No one ever preaches on Noah in the Bible. Like, I'm going to preach on Noah and, uh, and, and several others maybe uh, that you can think of. Uh, maybe you think of Adam and Eve. I don't know who you think about, but we're going to talk about some old school characters in the Bible. I'm excited. That series starts next weekend, October the 11th, so, so don't miss that. And if you have a favorite character, let me know after service too, because I would love to preach on like someone that you're curious about. Um, we're preaching on some women of the Bible too. I'm excited about that one. And uh, anyway, th- this is going to be a great series. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Here's Real Jesus Weekend, which we've already talked about. I just wanted you to mark your calendars, November 14th and 15th. It's going to be a great weekend. Um, like I said, it's going to be a Saturday morning and, uh, and, then, and then your regular Sunday morning service. Um, on Sunday. Another thing that we're excited about is Christmas at the movies, everybody. Yeah, this is uh, at the movies is the most loved series at our church. It turns out the most people. And so we've waited for a little bit and we just decided that instead of just doing regular movies, What's greater than some Christmas movies, everybody? So we're going to do some Christmas classics. If you've never been to an At The Movie series with us before, it's a time where we, uh, we, have, we still have worship, uh, but we, get to, we literally watch almost a third of a movie together. I get to preach in between some segments, and we have popcorn, and we all open. The coolest part of At The Movies is when we all open our cans of Coke together. It is, there's, something, there's something just so spiritual about it. It's, it's crazy. Uh, but but I, I love it. Uh, many of you have been asking, like that, that happened last July. You've been asking, July is past, it's October. When are we doing at the movies? I'm excited because we're doing Christmas at the movies. It's got, we're going to look at some classic and, and, some, and some, we're just looking at some really good Christmas films. So I'm excited. That's every weekend in December of 2020. Um, and then finally, uh, you all know when Christmas Eve is, but I wanted you to know that we did Christmas Eve last year at 6 p.m. We're going to do that. Again, this year, we had a great turnout for it. It's Christmas Eve here at Real is just a very traditional candlelight service. We, we, we light our candles. We sing some hymns. Uh, I, get to bring, I get to read you the Christmas story. Um, it's just a really beautiful event, and I would love for you guys to just already be thinking about that. It's kind of crazy that the holidays are, like, are, are around the corner, so I'd love for you to be thinking about it. And then if you want to mark your calendars for this, because Mackenzie's here. I don't have it on the slide. Mackenzie's preaching the last weekend of the year, so he'll be here for that last weekend, so don't skip church, all right? Because I know all you guys and I know how Christmas works. You all come to a Christmas Eve and a Christmas service, but then you're never at church the next weekend. I don't know what it is about you. God needs to be in the last weekend of the year, too. It might help you start your, your, next, your, your next year out. But anyway, McKenzie's um, going to be preaching that service, all right? All right, well, that is a lot of our vision items this year. That's where we're going as a church. Um, but really quick, before I leave you today, um, I just, I, it's good for you to know the vision of our church and what we do collectively, but it's also, we also make it clear around here that God has a clear and specific vision for your life. And really, if you don't know this, um, I, I, I want you to hear it again, but so many of you, you probably know this, and this really is the Bible. God has a plan for you to do these four steps. God, and every person, by the way, every person in the Bible has went through these four steps. Uh, God, God first wants you to come to know him. That's the most important part about God is he wants you to know him. Everything begins 
with a knowing relationship with God. And not just to know, like, like to know about something, but God wants this deep, intimate, personal, a real relationship with you. That's what God wants with you. That's his, desi- that's his desire for you. No translated in the Greek is literally gnosko, which means a relationship that you would have with a husband and wife. And so that's how close God wants to be with you. He wants to know you intimately and personally. But not, God doesn't want you to just to stop there and just know him. And in fact, once you begin to know God, you'll, you'll understand because you can't just know God. God will lead you into some next steps. He wants you to find some freedom. God has always wanted you, wanted to help you in the areas of your life that have hurt you so badly. And maybe for you, that's an area of addiction. Maybe it's an area of disappointment for you. Maybe you just feel trapped and hopeless, whatever it is. God wants you to find some freedom from that. And I think the interesting thing about people and in the world that we live in is that most people think that before they come to church or before they come to God, they have to get this life together first. But that's not what church, that's not what God is all about. You don't change your life for God. You go to God to change your life. <laughs> that's why he's there. And so uh, he, I, I, just want, I just want you to know that it's his desire for you to, to come to know him first so that he can then begin to change your life and help you to find some freedom. Listen, our God, the beautiful thing about our God is that our God accepts you as you are but he doesn't leave you that way. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And once you find freedom and once you get past the yesterdays in your life, it's amazing how, like, as soon as you find this freedom, it's amazing how the lights come on and all of a sudden you discover your purpose. That when you're able to leave your past behind, it's amazing how God gives you a new purpose and essentially a new vision for your Life. I want you to know that you're not here by accident. God has a purpose for your life. And what we need to start learning is that so many of us, we, we, we have, it's like we have these glasses on and we're looking through the lens of yesterday. And we're constantly looking at through our, our bad experiences and how people wronged us and how we did the wrong things. But, but God doesn't want us to do that anymore. In order for us to discover purpose, we have to look through the lens of tomorrow. And we have to realize that he has has a greater purpose for our life. And ultimately, whether you know this or not, God's purpose for your life is to do this, is to make a difference. That's God's ultimate purpose for your life. But here's the issue with all of these things, is that when you don't see God's vision for your life, you're in danger of settling for an earthly counterfeit. When you don't see these things clearly in your life, can I tell you, the devil tries to come in and give you an earthly counterfeit. Something that almost looks the same, but can I tell you, it's something that will never deliver. It's something that will, will never pan out the same way. And can I tell you, the counterfeit to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference, it looks something like this. The devil wants you to know yourself. He wants you to know me, 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 me. In fact, that's what, I, that's what all of social media is, in my opinion, is it's just glorifying me. And that's what the devil, instead of you knowing God, the devil wants you to, well, when I understand myself, the devil wants to try to counterfeit and tell you to know yourself so that you can find some fame instead of freedom. The devil wants you to say, well, 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 well you, you can be famous so that you can find some fame, discover your platform, and make a dollar. This is the lie 
that the devil wants to give to you. And I know so many people in life, and can I tell you, especially at my age, I am 22, everybody, shocker. 20, I know most every 22-year-old is trying to do this right now, trying to discover themselves. They're trying to find some fame, get a platform so that they can make a little bit of money. But that's the counterfeit to what God wants for your life. That's what the devil wants to try to tell you. And that promise, this promise is so empty. And I just don't want you to fall for the counterfeit. And so I bring this up because I want you to clearly know God's vision for your life. And so here at Real, we offer different ways for you to take these spiritual steps. And as your pastor, I pray one prayer uh, that I, I honestly, this is my prayer for you every day found in Ephesians 1.17. It says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. So that you can know God better. This no, again, it's a real relationship. He's not talking about a religious experience. And for those of you who already know God, my prayer for you is that you would begin to know him better. That you would begin to, every day, that you would know him more personally. But God doesn't stop there. It, it's a, it, the scripture talks about how he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you to. The interesting thing about the hope that he's called you to do is that your hope and your calling are connected. I want you to know that you're never going to find hope until you discover your calling, until you discover your purpose. And so if you're one of these people in life who say, I just don't have any hope in life, it's because you've never discovered the reason that you're here on earth. And the Bible goes on to say that when you find the reason why you're here on earth, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, this glorious inheritance that he's talking about here is this idea that it's this, the glorious inheritance is the fact that you live your life fulfilled because your life matters. When you, when you have a purpose in life and when you live out that purpose, you, you have this glorious inheritance where you live your life fulfilled. And so today, with the time that I've got left with you, I just want to take a look at our vision backwards because ultimately we know that God wants us to make a difference. That that's, God's, that's our God-given purpose in life to go and make a difference. So what has to happen for us to make a difference? If this is God God's plan, what has to happen for us to make a difference. Can I tell you that one of the most fulfilling things that you will ever do in your life is to help somebody. That's one of the most fulfilling things that you could ever do is just to help other people, to live your life in such a way when you lay your head down at night, it, it, you, just, you just feel fulfilled. Like I was just part of something bigger. In fact, here's what Jesus says. And I think Jesus, Jesus is obviously just brilliant, but I love what he says here. I think this is brilliant. He says, this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit. Here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying that, that he wants you to live your life productively. He wants you to bear much fruit. And he says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And so not only does this help them, but it begins to help you 
too, so that your joy, if, if you've ever searched for this joy that maybe you've, you've, you've probably experienced the counterfeit joy from the devil before, but you, only your joy could be made complete when you live this fulfilled life, when you live a life that bears much fruit, is what Jesus says. In fact, I think it's interesting that secular sociologists have actually discovered that the highest need that can be met in the human heart is this idea called transcendence. And transcendence literally means the, that your life is making a difference in someone else. And so what secular sociologists have come up with, they've discovered that it means it, it, the, highest, the highest fulfillment that you can ever have in your life is when you know that you helped someone else. I think it's so interesting how it works. In fact, here's how I would say it. I say it like this, that my life will only be as successful as the cause I attach it to. That's why we lay out vision here at the church so that you know the cause that you're attaching it to. Which, by the way, the only cause that ever matters is the cause that ends up in heaven. It's the cause of helping other people get there with you. So what do we do? What do we do as a church? Well, here's what we do. We come together with others to do something that matters. Here's what we do. We pray together. We give together. We serve together. And when we do, we make a bigger difference than any of us could have done on our own. Listen, none of us, no matter how much money you have, no matter how much influence you have, none of you can make as big of a difference as we can do collectively as the church. You cannot do as much on your own as we can do together. So, but, but here's the deal. None of that can happen unless you can't make a difference until you discover your purpose. You've got to first discover your purpose. And I'm just backing out of the vision for you today. Uh, I just want to show you how, how we got here. Um, and, and you're somewhere on this vision, and you need to know the steps to really get here. And so what, what in the world does discover purpose mean? Well, here's what Psalm 139 says. It says, for you created my inmost being, meaning that God created every part of you. Do you know that God created your gifts, your skill sets? God created your emotions. He created your inmost being. The Bible says, you knit me together in my mother's womb. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before even one of them came to be. In other words, the scripture is talking about how you are just so unique to God. And I, I said this last service, and I'll, I'll, I'll say it again, and especially those of you watching online and in this room, just look into my eyes, and, and here's, here's, what, here's, here's what I have to say, is that I don't, care, I don't care what your parents told you, I don't care what your parents, where your parents said you came from, but you are no accident. God has a plan and a purpose for your life, and you matter to God, and you're so very important to him. In fact, as Jermaine said, I said this last service, if you're still breathing air, God has a purpose for your life. He has a plan for your life. And so many of us, we, try, we disqualify ourselves because we're like, well, God would never use me. You, you have no idea what I've done. Listen, if you're still on this earth, if you're still breathing, God has a purpose for you.
And when I think about that, in fact, let me just, let me give you this. It, I, I would say it like this, that I'm not one in a million, I'm one of a kind. You're one of a kind. And in my mind, when I was, when I was thinking about this and praying about this this morning, I just saw just a young person laying in bed, just thinking about ending their life. Listen, uh, there's so many of us, we're, we're just going through survival mode right now. And where we're just, just where we are, it just feels like we're in survival mode. And I just want you to listen that God has a purpose in your life. He has a plan for you. If you're still breathing, God has a purpose for you. And what we offer here at the church is this real purpose event. And why I talk about this is because that's why we're developing this real purpose event. We want it to be more than just a one-time thing for you. We want, we want to, to help you discover more of your purpose, discover what God has for you. He has something great for you. In fact, if next weekend, if you want to join us in person, we, we will have that real purpose event, and you'll be able to get a chance to take a spiritual gift test and learn more about yourself and see how you can get involved and partner with the church to make a bigger difference. But you can't discover your purpose until you first find freedom. You have to find freedom. You have to settle your yesterdays before you can begin to talk about your tomorrows. Well, how in the world do we do that? Well, here's what scripture says in James 5, 16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Can I tell you that God's plan for you finding freedom is letting someone else know what you're going through. And many of you, you're probably just now beginning to experience this in small groups. Our small group semester is just in, in the, in the, in, right in the middle of our semester, honestly. And so many of you in small groups, you're realizing that when you start to confess your sins to other people, you can then be healed and find some freedom. Can I tell you that when you take off the mask, when you let people see the real you, here's the truth, here's what will happen, is that you'll always be as sick as your secrets. And so many of you, this probably hits home for you because you feel it. You're, you're as sick as your secret right now. And we've all have some secrets. In fact, I would encourage you that you don't have to tell everybody about your secrets. That's why we don't pass the microphone here at the church and have you stand up and say, what bad thing did you get to do today? Confess your sins to each other and we will make you whole. That's not what it's all about. In fact, I would highly encourage you not to do that. That's probably not healthy for, for not just your spiritual life, but your emotional life, quite frankly. Uh, but... but you need to tell somebody. You need, you need someone in your life. And that's really what I love about small groups. Because in small groups, we get to connect with other believers. That's what small groups are, all, that's what small groups are for. By the way, small groups, I think they get a bad rap because when people think about a small group, they think, well, it's just a mini Bible study or it's another church service. That's not what small groups are for at all. They're not many church services. You've already had that. And if you're having that, please tell somebody because <laughs> we will need to fix that. Uh, but I, I don't think that's going on. But that's not what small groups are for. 
small groups are for you to have some friends in your life. You need some people in your life that you can talk to, and you need some people in your life that can really just see the real you. Because otherwise, I think this is like the classic small group experience. A lot of us, we come to small groups, and it's like, uh, hey, hey, how's your week going? And you're, and you're walking in, oh, yeah, it's, it's doing pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. And it's like, <laughs> and you can almost just look through the person like, you're lying. Like, like something, something is going on. And in front of, it's like, you're lying. You cussed all the way to small group. Like, like, stop, just stop lying. And the goal of small groups is that, you know, after those three, you'll have those intro three or four weeks. It's like, oh, hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. The goal of small groups is after those three or four weeks, when you get connected with each other, for you to be able to cuss in your small group. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not the goal. But, <laughs> but the goal is for people to see the real you. They need to see the real you. Somebody needs to know the real you. And for you to be able to tell them how you really feel. And we all need a place where people care about us. We all need a place that when we're going through stuff, people can love on us and care for us. And can I promise you this, that no matter the type of group that we have, no matter whether it is a Bible study or whether it is a hiking group or whether it is just some type of activity group, you'll find out that that wasn't the, the activity of the group was not the real purpose. The real purpose was to get to know the people in your group and having someone in your group that could pray for you so that you can experience some real healing. That's how you, that you, so many of you, you're just, you're, you're, you're asking God for forgiveness in the closet. God, I, here's my secrets. I need to be healed. But, but God clearly states, this is just one instance in scripture. There's many instances in scripture where God says that you need to confess your sins to each other so that you can be healed. It's important that you talk to God about them too, but the healing happens with other people. So how do we live out God's vision for our life? Well, God's vision, if God's vision for your life is for you to make a difference, and if real joy is found when you're making a difference and doing it, but you can't do that until you know why you're here, and you don't know why you're here until you settle your yesterdays, and you can't settle your yesterdays, and you can't find freedom, everybody, until you know who God is. And God is where it all begins. In fact, the power of the other three parts of this vision comes in the relationship that God gives you. And God will help you get close to people. And God will help you see purpose. And he will help you to make a difference. In fact, for those of you who struggle with the relationship with God, here's what Mark 8 tells us about the relationship that we have with God, what our relationship with Jesus is in fact Jesus says it says then he called to the crowd to him along with his disciples and said whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me and that sounds pretty steep doesn't it <laughs> it sounds pretty tough like that's a lot Jesus that's a lot for me to do but the bible says for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Here's what I know about this scripture and about human life in general is that one out of one people die. Like everyone is going to die. A hundred percent of you, you're, you're going to die. Your, your life is eventually 
you're eventually going to lose your life. And can I tell you, even if you eat organic food all your life, you're still, one day, you will still lose your life just with a bad taste in your mouth, everybody. Like, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna lose my life with a little glaze in my mouth. You know, like a little Krispy Kreme glaze is what I'm feeling. Uh, <laughs> no matter what you do, you can't save yourself. And some of you, you're trying, maybe you're, maybe you're not specifically trying to do that and preserve your life, but you're trying to preserve your life in other ways. And you think you can run your life better than God could. And quite frankly, you're finding out that you can't. You can run your life better than God. In fact, here's the reality, and here's what I want you to get today, and more than any other point that I gave you today, is that God can do more with my life than I can. God can do so much more than I could ever do on my own. And in order for that to happen, you cannot have this until you commit your life to Jesus. You have to commit your life to Jesus. Would you close your eyes, bow your heads with us this morning? You see, God has this glorious vision for your life. And you're somewhere on this process. Some of you, you just need to join the church. Do that last step. Make a difference and start serving together. Some of you, your next step is you can't make a difference because you haven't discovered your purpose. You need to jump into a real purpose event. That's happening next weekend. Some of you, you can't discover your purpose because you haven't been honest about your past. You haven't found freedom. And for those of you who need to do that, it's, you need to jump into a group sometime. In fact, make this the week that you reach out. Just write it on your Connect card that you're interested in small groups. But none of, none of any of this vision can happen. If God's ultimate purpose is for you to make a difference, none of that can happen if you don't first know who God is. And some of you, just like this scripture that we talked about, some of you, you've never lost your life before. You've never given your life fully surrendered to God. Some of you, that's what you need to do today. You need to fully surrender your life to Jesus. And maybe, yeah, you've seen the symptoms of losing your life, but today you need to fully surrender your life to Jesus. Can I tell you, when you surrender your life and let Jesus run your life, it's so much better because God can do so much more with your life than you could ever dream of. In fact, if that's you here today, it's one of the greatest opportunities that we have as a church over the past two years is every, every single service we've invited people to come to know God, to come to know him personally. If that's you and you see the vision for your life today and you know that you need to come to know God personally and surrender your life to him, I'm gonna give you the opportunity to do that. How we do it here at Real is we just, we just invite you to pray a prayer along with us that just says, God, I surrender my life. I give it to you. It's not my own anymore. The Bible says that when you confess your sins and uh, when you go to God, that the God of the universe will begin to live inside of you. If you just believe that he died on a cross for you and you believe that God raised him from the dead, raised Jesus from the dead, you can become a new creation, the Bible says. We're gonna give you that opportunity. In fact, if that's you in this room, with heads bowed, eyes closed, here in the dark, would you mind just telling me, letting me know who I'm praying for today? 
on the count of three, would you just raise your hand and say, I'm gonna commit my life to Christ. I need to surrender my life to Christ today. Are you ready? One, two, three. Those of you who would say, I wanna surrender my life to Christ. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. With heads bowed, eyes closed, would you just say this after me? Church, because we believe it, let's all say this together. Say, dear God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for me. But I believe that you raised him from the dead. Today, I surrender my life. I give it to you. It's not my own. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, everybody said, would you give it up for all the people who prayed that prayer this morning? Thank you for listening to The Real Church Podcast. If you would like to partner with us financially or you live in the Southern Illinois area and would like to attend our weekly gathering, you can check out realchurch.info. 